wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. lives mutiny radio what is wrong with you here we are it's a friday night it's eight o'clock it's time for pamtastic's comedy clubhouse here on mutiny radio it's my fourth year anniversary yay nobody is inside so you can't hear how exciting it is for me to express that this is the 216th show that's four years of pamtastic's comedy clubhouse yay again nobody's inside the entire audience is outside right now to celebrate uh, the show. But uh, it's because they were all at the open mic. You guys on happy hour, blah, blah, blah. The comedians doing their fucking shit. We got a showcase coming up tonight, you guys. We have Jesse Hitt. Uh, We have Michael Monsoor coming all the way from Texas via LA here for you guys. It's going to be a great show tonight. We got Ruby Gill. What the fuck? Ruby Gill. So funny. Uh, and we have, uh, you know, me, Pamtastic, hanging out with you guys on Mutiny Radio FM every Friday for the past 216 Fridays. Yay. Oh, shit. Uh, we're going to get started with this show. You guys should know that what plays in the fills is Floating Goat and that they play uh, this coming the 6th of February at Bender's. They have a two CD coming out. Finally, uh, the Poseidon CD, double, double vinyl coming out. We love, we love, love, love Floating Goat. So keep listening to them. We're going to get this shit started. It's Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday here on MutinyRadio.fm.
want to do a karaoke of Floating Goat, but I could. I actually should do some karaoke Floating Goat. That would be awesome. You guys are here for, for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It's my fourth year anniversary. Woo! Yay! Four years of every Friday being here. Uh, it's great that I have friends that are in the bar industry because Friday nights are nothing for people who are in the industry. It's just the way it goes. We're going to sing the song. If you know how it goes, sing along with us. Here we go. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse, Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. <sighs> oh shit, Shelly Strabel just got me this outdoor shit. She grew in her own house, fuck. <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You wanna come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! It's so lovely that you've wanted to come inside my clubhouse for four years now. Uh, usually I open with a set, but fuck that. I'm closing it out, because I'm fucking camped acid. That's the way we're gonna do it tonight. I'm not opening, I'm closing. Fuck you guys. I wanna be the main thing. I, I have to book myself as a headliner. That's cool, I'll do it, I don't give a fuck. But our first comedian, he's very new, but he's so funny, you guys. He's so new and he's so funny that I just want to like take a pencil and stick it in his eye and be like, fuck you for being so funny. And you've only been doing comedy for a very short time, but we love it. And I love your Star Wars t-shirt. Put your hands together. It's Arjun Banjari. All right, everybody get prepared for me to bail. This is my second show, and my first one went terribly. So I am proud to be opening the four-year anniversary of this thing, which is three and a half month, three and a half years longer than I've been doing comedy, <laughs> and about like six years young, six years shorter than I've been alive, because I'm young. Anyway, so I've been trying to convince my girlfriend to do anal, which has been quite the quite the challenge because she really doesn't want to shove a dildo up my ass. <laughs> Which isn't really that much work for her, you know? But if you can't tell from that joke, I am a bisexual. Uh, my girlfriend is also bisexual. So according to the gay community of San Francisco, we are two heterosexual liars. <laughs> you know, you get a lot of weird questions when you tell people you're bi, mainly like, I didn't really ask you to tell me that, why? <laughs> but more, or sometimes they ask things like, wait, you're dating a girl now, does that really make you straight? And when, my, when, when I'm dating guys, they're like, wait, are you gay now? And I try to tell them like, no, that's not really how it works. You know, I don't go from like gay to straight to gay to straight to gay to straight, you know? I'm bisexual, not bicycle. <laughs> but I am always down for a ride with anyone, is what it is. They say pick a side and I say I have, it's called desperate. But um, it's a good side, it's a good side. Uh, no, but as I said, I'm in a relationship. It's going pretty great. We've said I love you to each other, so you know what that means. Nowhere to go but down. Uh, you learn a lot. I learn a lot. This is my first relationship, so I've learned things like, you know, no question answers itself better than I'm not needy, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, I do like being in a relationship. It's really great. A lot of comedians will come up here and complain about it, but I think it's great. 
When I was single, I was super lonely and insecure. Now that I'm in a relationship, I'm still lonely and insecure, except now I'm not quite sure what to do about it. <laughs> you know, it's like when your computer's broken, so you turn it off for 10 seconds, and you turn it back on again, and it's still broken, and you're like, fuck. That was all I could think of. Anyways, hoverboards, right? Boo! Anyways, yeah, anyways, speaking of really shitty segues, uh... Thank you. Anyways, I think the only reason that people want a zombie apocalypse is that they can murder people. Like, I mean, I don't think a zombie apocalypse would ever happen, because everyone here is super prepared for it. We have, like, the police and shit. A zombie apocalypse would just be a bunch of fat nerds with $30 katanas roaming the streets looking for someone to stab. <laughs> and the only victims of a zombie apocalypse would be fat nerds who learned that $30 katanas do not make effective weapons. <laughs> so hoverboards, right? You guys want to hear a joke where I say the n-word three times? I'll tell it anyways. So my black roommate asked if he could borrow my headphones, and I said to him, no, no, no. <laughs> I was going somewhere I need to listen to music, and plus I'm, I don't trust that guy. Um, <laughs> fun fact about the N-word, actually, you know what, I'm not gonna tell that joke. <laughs> There are no fun facts, just fun things. Hmm. You guys wanna hear a joke about ancient Chinese pottery? Oh yeah. No, you guys fucking don't. I've tried this joke out, it doesn't work. Anyways, moving on. I think that white people get a bad rap. I think that they're called racist too much. Because I think when you're a white, when you're white, I was raised by a white woman, which I'll get on later, but... Uh, when you are white, you're taught like the worst thing that you can be is racist. To a white person, the worst thing you can be is racist. To a Korean person, when you're raised to think that the worst thing you can be is Chinese. That's funny if you guys were Asian. But a lot of you are white. So you're not really aware of other cultures. No, just kidding, you guys are. You guys got this. I have been trying to make been trying to make my life more like television, so I've stopped talking to Hispanics. <laughs> Except for Sofia Vergara. Talk to her and the chubby kid from Modern Family. <laughs> and on CW for some reason. Um, so I've been reading up on Mount Everest, and uh, there was like, because of the extreme conditions, you just can't, you can only take what you absolutely need. So, like, any trash you just have to leave behind on the trails. Uh, when you poop, you just have to leave the poop behind on the side of the trails. And, like, the worst part is if you, like, kind of get in trouble and you start dying, like, and you get in trouble and you're kind of dying, they you have to leave the people behind. So the trails of Mount Everest are just littered with trash, human shit, and dying people. <laughs> so if you've ever wondered what it'd be like if it snowed in San Francisco, <laughs> it would be Mount Everest. <laughs> you should not laugh when I say people die. <coughs> Anyways, early, because the San Francisco part's the joke. Man, this is not the greatest pacing stage, because that's usually what I do. <laughs> when I get to that point in my set where I'm like, I've forgotten the jokes I meant to tell. 
So uh, I think white mar Indian marriages are better than white marriages because like 50% of Indian white marriages end in divorce. Indian marriages are super solid. You know why? Because in Indian marriages, there is no expectation that at any point during the relationship, either of the two members will love each other. <laughs> like my mom and my dad's relationship is absolutely terrible. There's just zero communication between the two. My dad rarely talks to my mom, and my mom certainly doesn't talk to my dad. I just really haven't been the same since my mom died of meningitis. <laughs> Some people like to go, oh, at that joke, and I always wonder why, because like, whose feelings am I gonna hurt, mine? <laughs> you know, I mean, I kinda do, but I like laughs more than I like myself. <laughs> So the prince in Cinderella was an odd dude, in my opinion. Because, like, if I were at the modern-day equivalent of a ball or up into club, as I often am, and I was, things were going really well with the girl, and all of a sudden it was midnight, which isn't that late, she was like, I have to go! And I'd be like, why? And then she'd say, because my car's about to turn into a pumpkin! I think that was really strange. And funny. But if you guys apparently didn't. I'll move on. Um, I hate it when men adjust their junk in public. I think it's a real dick move. All right. Puns it is. I dropped a group of puppies in the streets of San Francisco the other day, and I was fined $3,000 for littering. That's all of them. <laughs> Used to be all about them puns. <laughs> now I have three. Bisex <laughs> bisexual and bicycle. That was a pun that I opened with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. I should definitely think of a funny joke. All right. So my f I do a lot of jokes about masturbating, which is not great. Because recently, I write all my jokes on my phone, so what's hap been happening recently is that when I type the words, and then, the first suggestion that my phone comes up with is masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really bad, one, if someone needs to type on your phone, and two, if I'm texting someone directions for some reason, I'll be like, turn left, and then turn right, and then masturbate, and then turn left, and then you should arrive. And then I'll text them like, 30 minutes later, and I'll be like, are you coming? And they'll be like, yes, but I'm still lost! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've, that, that's it. That was my closer. My name's Arjun Banerjee. Banerjee. Banerjee, yes. It's okay, I'm you, thank you very much. Arjun Banerjee, I'll never, Fuck it up again. I just just imagine you at a banjury with like bears in Disneyland. A chambery. But I was thinking more like it was a banjury. There were banjos and bears and Indian dudes. Uh, it's great. Hey, everybody, eat the Indian food, please, for the love of Christ. I don't know what to do with the rest of this. For the love of Shiva, eat, eat the Hindu food over here, okay? It's all vegetarian. Uh, it's Pamptastic's Comedy Clubhouse four-year anniversary. That was just Arjun Ban. I'm gonna try it. Banjuri, not. No, I fucked it up again. Ban ba Banerjee. Yay. Like synergy. 
Banerjee, now I know. I'll never forget it again, just like Synergy Banerjee. All right! Your next comedian, I'm gonna try to make eye contact with him, there he is. Uh, He has grown a beautiful new beard. I'm really excited about the fluffiness and girth of his new uh, facial accoutrement, (laughs) really. Uh, he's a great comedian. You guys are going to laugh hysterically. Put your hands together. It's Greg Gettle. I'm giving up a Pam and everyone else saw tonight, guys. Clap for them. All right. All right, guys. Uh, my name is Greg Gettle. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm not, I, I am not originally from San Francisco. I moved here about a year ago from Chicago. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and the city's changing me a little bit. Uh, for example, guys, I, I just got out of my first polyamorous relationship. Oh, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it was polyamorous. Uh, <laughs> it's a very San Francisco way of finding out you got cheated on. Uh, <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, I've also been smoking a lot more weed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, a round of applause. Who smokes weed in the crowd? Yes. Yeah. All right. You, 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 that was the late one. All right. Cool. And no. Yeah. And do you have a job? I think. <laughs> that works. Uh, do cocaine. <laughs> you'll be you'll be up. Um, no, I've been smoking weed for a while, and uh, it's going pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one thing I have noticed in my time of smoking weed, though, um, it's a great way to meet. Dudes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm a Segway tour guide. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you. Um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but like people ask like t- tour guide directions. When, like I work in the Fisherman's Wharf, and I was at a red light, and this lady came up to me, and she said, excuse me, sir, I'm new to San Francisco. I don't really know my way around. Uh, where's the nearest place to get coffee? And I said, oh, no worries. Uh, if you go about two blocks that way and a block that way, there's a Starbucks. But also, if you go about three blocks this way, uh, there's a Phil's Coffee. She said, thanks a lot, hit me on the shoulder, and walked away. Um, the problem with that is, is when I did the initial pointing, I happened to lock eyes with a black guy, a black guy, I locked eyes with a black guy across the street, and he followed my finger over here, and there just happened to be another black guy over there. <laughs> like, the only two. <laughs> and I just single-handedly pointed them both of them out. <laughs> And they looked at each other, and then they looked at me, which doesn't look great, uh, especially with this skin and this hairstyle. Uh, I do not recommend it. Because uh, with this white guilt, I feel, I feel like what he saw was an old woman come up to me like, excuse me, sir, new to San Francisco, kind of scared. Where's the safest place to walk? I'm like, well, let's see, there's a black guy there, there's a black guy there, so you should probably go that way, sweetheart. Uh, Enjoy the Wi-Fi. Um, now I mean, I'm, a, I'm a single guy. That's a that's a thing. Um, I was I, I was talking to my phone, my mom on the phone, and she really wants me to find someone. She's like, Greg, when are you gonna find a good girl? Like, when are you gonna find a keeper? Like your friends. And guys, we've all heard of these keeper girls before, right? You know, you know the type that if, if they get pregnant, they'll keep it <laughs> and just ruin your hopes and dreams. Uh, <laughs> you've heard of them. <laughs> They're out there. No, I mean, I, I, I didn't realize how alone I was until the other day I was riding the BART, and a lady sat next to me, and our forearms touched, and my brain said, 
you should marry this girl. <laughs> Pretty sure that's depression. Um, but no, I've been trying. I've been trying to date. I've been doing. I've been doing online dating because uh, I want to be really sad. And uh, I mean, yeah, I'm on OkCupid and Tinder. And by joining these online dating sites, I've realized uh, that I'm a lot uglier than I thought. <laughs> yeah. There's only so many times you can change your profile pic before you're like, nah, I'm pretty sure it's my face. <laughs> pretty sure that's it. Um, a round of applause. Who's ever had sex with someone they should not have? <laughs> yes. Yes, and just dimes for you. Uh, look at you. <laughs> Mrs. Cool. Um, just trying to bring the room together and... Uh, do, do, you, do you drink? Um, no? All right. Uh, no, I've, I've had a couple of oopsie daisies in my day. Um, my first regret happened when I was 16 years old. I had sex with my best friend's older sister. Uh, she was 23. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it wasn't like a hot 23. It's like I'm 23 going on 40. Like, I think she had whiskers, if I remember correctly. Um, but, it, I, but I was only in there for about a minute, and then something came over me, and I pulled out because it just... You ever have those moments, it doesn't really happen a lot, but like you have those few moments where you like you grow as a person? Like yeah, I, I pulled out and like I was like, we can't be doing this, Tiffany. Like this isn't okay. Like Jeremiah's my friend, you're a sister, like we can't be doing this. And the reason why I said that, it, uh, it wasn't because I was growing as a person. Um, it was because I was coming in my hand. <laughs> and I didn't want her to know. I was like, we cannot be doing this, Tiffany. Uh, Go to bed. Um, and we didn't tell anyone for about a week. Uh, but a week later, it was me and my buddy and his sister drinking. Uh, it was 1.30 in the morning, and uh, Tiffany had an epiphany. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and she was like, Jeremiah, I got to tell you something. It's been eating at me inside. Me and Greg had sex. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you fucking narc. Like, I was like, no, dude, no, I would never. No, man, I, I swear. For, why, why are we even hanging out with her? She's 23. This is weird. Like, she should have her own friends. And, and she's like, yes, we did, Greg. You came to my apartment. We got drunk and we had sex. But, like, keep in mind, guys, I'm 16 and she's 23. So, like, that's probably, like, the first time in child molested history that the kid that got molested was like, no, we didn't fuck. <laughs> and the child molester's like, yes, we did! Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty big day in child molesting history, guys. <laughs> Breaking down walls. I feel like I should stop using their real names, though. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, she just died recently. Uh, <laughs> Oh, now you feel bad for the child molester? Okay, uh, <laughs> crazy. Um, <laughs> no, man, uh, my, my parents' uh, birthdays are coming up in February. Um, I'm not buying them a gift. And uh, yeah, and people think that's shitty. They're like, why would you not buy your parents' gifts? It's their birthday. And it's, cause, uh, it's, it's because I don't buy gifts for people that used to hit me. <laughs> it's not how I live my life. Um, Round of applause. Who was ever spanked as a kid growing up? Round of yes. <laughs> Shot that hand up. Very excited uh, for child abuse. Um, that's fun. 
No, I, uh, my, my dad, my dad didn't really spank us because he, he's a big guy. He's like six five and like three hundred pounds. Um, so he never spanked us because he thought if he ever did spank us, he would just kill us, <laughs> which is nice. Um, but there was one time he actually did spank me, uh, but it was right after I saw the movie Animal House. Um, so every time he'd spank me, I'd be like, thank you, sir, may I have another? And he was like, who the fuck is this kid? Um, <laughs> yeah. So he passed the duty on my mom, and my mom's like 5'3 and a buck 10, so like, she doesn't hit that hard. So it was a good switch. And I remember one time specifically, uh, she was spanking me, and I was laughing at her, which, don't do that. <laughs> That's like the last thing you should do. And, uh, and she got so mad at me that she reached over and grabbed this. I had like this plastic bowling set growing up as a kid. It had like plastic pins and a plastic ball. And I must have been playing with it because while she was spanking me, she reached over, grabbed the pin, and started spanking me with the toy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but when you have the realization that your parents can use your own toys as weapons, um, <laughs> your Christmas list is a little different next year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had so many sweaters by 15. It was, uh, <laughs> it was crazy. I don't know, man. How's the food? Super delicious. Super, everyone should eat up, guys. Um, also, so much food. I, that, that looks crazy. <laughs> I'm sure it looks good. And it looks good, but I don't know what it is. Um, I'll, eat it. I'll eat it later, though. I don't, I don't, I don't have any money. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I... I don't know, man. I'm in a weird spot. I was on the, I, like, I, I ride the BART a lot, and I ride the bus a lot, because uh, cocaine's expensive. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever watch the show Intervention to see if you're that bad yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was watching that show, and they have a lot of like popular themes, like for rock, like rock bottoms, like an ultimate lows before they turn their lives around. Some of the more popular ones are like, you know, I dropped out of college, or I lost the kids, or I started sucking dick. Like, that's always a big one. And, and, and to me, I don't understand why sucking dick's a low point. Um, yeah, because to me, it just seems like you're getting your head on your shoulders with your whole drug problem. <laughs> but like, just hear me out. Like, you're addicted to that drug. You're going to get that drug. But like, either you work eight hours at a bullshit job to get high, or you just suck a guy's dick for 10 minutes. Like, financially, in time management, Suck that dick. Um, it's like a work smarter, not harder kind of idea. Um, but I, I told that joke here, and I don't know if you guys know this, but this is being streamed online for the world to hear, Mutiny Radio. And my parents caught the show from Florida, and, uh, and my dad was not happy about that joke. Uh, he, was, he stood up screaming, he's a faggot! He's a faggot! He'd rather suck dick than work! And the thing is, guys, my dad loves gay people. He just hates laziness. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Yay, Greg Gettle, yay! Yeah, I know, lazy people suck, right? I had a friend try to convince me to go on SSI. He was like, just pretend you're crazy. <laughs> He's like, you're crazy, just say to the people that you just can't hold a job and you just need money. And I was like, oh, I have this weird thing called integrity <laughs> that makes me like not want to lie to the government for anything but food stamps, okay? <laughs> I get my 140 a month, I'm cool. I don't need the whole package. 
Uh, your next comedian, uh, he is the whole package. He runs a show every Monday at, um, at the makeout room. It is a karaoke super feast. I need to go there. I need to stop. I need On Mondays when I leave here, I just need to go there because I have a sickness in my heart and the only cure is karaoke. And your next comedian is going to bring you the jokes and uh, make him, he's going to win your heart too, everybody. It's Brandon Gardner, yay! Thanks, Pam. Hot, that's hot. <laughs> Tight, that's what I do. You see these glasses and you're like, unhooking bras daily. My name's Brandon, in case you're wondering, I am not a math teacher, just FYI. Um, I'm gonna let you get to know me by telling you about a mistake I made recently. I got a little overconfident, tried helping out a lady who didn't need helping. I was uh, waiting for a bus near my house. It was like a really late at night, like 11 o'clock, and I was the only person at my bus stop I was reading a book. And a lady comes up and stands next to me, but really close, like irresponsibly close. And so I decide in all of my infinite wisdom to let her know, I'm like, hey, are you sure you want to stand so close to some guy you don't know in the middle of the night? <laughs> she was like, you're reading a book written by Tina Fey. I'll protect you. <laughs> and that's when I found out I fit the demographic for every man in this entire city because I'm a harmless man, because no girl in San Francisco has ever said, my boyfriend, he's too manly. Doesn't happen here. <laughs> it's always, he goes to the coffee shop and he pretends he's writing, but I just know he just he gets worried and leaves. That's all of it. <laughs> um, I have a lot of interests myself. Uh, lately, I've been really obsessed with aliens, the, um, the outer space kind. I've been really obsessed with them and about how like, we're trying to interact with them. Because throughout humanity's history, we've been trying to find aliens. We've never been able to find them. Like Everything that happens, we're like, that's aliens? And it's not the case. And I feel like the entire reason we haven't found them at this point is just because we're looking way too hard. So we're coming off as desperate. Know what I mean? Like We've sent 800 satellites into space. That's a lot of unresponded text messages in a row. <laughs> We're coming off very clingy. <laughs> One of those satellites had our location in the universe specified with a rhythm, which means we sent someone we don't know a mixtape. <laughs> and we weren't even nice enough to have like a cranberry song on it. We just had a message that said, this is where we live, and that was it. <laughs> very unaware of how we approached this whole situation. You know, like we, I don't, I, it's just bizarre how we approach this. Like we make dolls of aliens. We make dolls of the person we're looking for. We're the Helga Patakis of the universe. And we're never going to find our football head if we don't shape up. Now that's a 90s reference. And if you didn't recognize that, you have a bad childhood and I feel bad for you. All right, lost half of you still. Didn't get you with that. Tight, tight. Um, <laughs> I, uh... I uh, recently did something interesting. I uh, learned how to sail a sailboat for the first time. Yeah, that's my fun way of saying I broke up with somebody. <laughs> I don't know if I would even have any hobbies if I'd never broken up with anybody. 
Just if I never broken up, I just, if never been in a relationship, I would just go home after work and stare at the wall like a Vietnam veteran. It just, just be what I'd do. You know, like I don't know, like it just something takes something special, like for like normally, like if you break up with somebody, you'll take up a hobby for a while, be like sewing class for two weeks, and you're like, I don't know what sewing is, and then, and then you're done. Sometimes they'll like, if a person has something special, you do something crazy. You'll do, they'll take up something nuts that's like embarrassing almost, like an improv comedy class <laughs> or something else. People will be like, I'm really worried about Brandon. He just <laughs> built 30 birdhouses. I'm really worried. They're beautiful. <laughs> I think he's going to kill himself. Like, beautiful birdhouses, broken man. Like, I know never is worth it for me to do the alliteration, but that's more for me than anybody else. <laughs> um, I grew up in a really strange neighborhood because uh, I grew up in a white Christian town. This is a very white bread Christian town, farm town, where like things are very conservative. Like back there, like to, to get the first base with a girl was to picture her naked and then take a cold shower and apologize to God. That's what it was. Like. Every single person in my high school got married. Every single one. Except for me, I got engaged. And I feel like you shouldn't make that kind of choice now when you're, when you're that young. Now, I, I don't, I'm not jaded. Like, I do think love's a beautiful thing still. And I love the girl I got engaged to more than anyone else in the world at the time. And I also would have traded her for a PlayStation 3. <laughs> Not even to have one, just to play for 20 minutes and trade it back in for store credit. But like, this is a place where I grew up and I realized that uh, I was the whitest person in that town at one point, which is a saying a lot for that town. <laughs> that town was horrifying. Like that town made, made like the Stepford Wives seem kind of ethnic. It was strange. Um, when, when I was in sixth grade, uh, I had a teacher with the whitest name of all, Mr. Preston. Every single deaf comedy jam has talked about his name. Be like, Mr. Preston? Yeah, I know Mr. Preston. That was every single one. And um, for him, at one point in sixth grade, I tried telling on a kid to him. I was like, hey, Jacob, he, uh, he, tried, he tried making fun of Lindsay. And then, and then he stopped me in the middle of the sentence. And he was like, Brandon, everybody knows that snitches get stitches. And then he walked away. <laughs> So I realized I was wider than Mr. Preston growing up. Now, growing up, I had this weird thing happen where I didn't realize it was weird until later, but uh, I grew up very Christian, and I went, like, way too hard. Uh, I grew up not masturbating until college. Didn't do it until college, which is pretty strange for a lot of people, I found out. <laughs> At the time, I was just like, yeah, I'm just frustrated all the time. Like, I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Like, <laughs> uh, back then, like, uh, I actually had this thing happen where um, there were, like, when it, when it was first okay in, like, middle school and early high school for us, it was, like, edgy for us to talk about jerking off. A couple of my friends would talk about it, and they would be like, yeah, like, my mom came in, and I, like, hit it, and, like, she didn't find out what I was doing. It was awesome, and they high-five, and I'd high-five them afterwards. And then I'd try to fit in, and I did not know how to. It would be like, yeah, but I was beating it so hard the other day. Oh, man, I was just beating it with a belt. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, I was just uh, came so much. I filled up a sleeping bag. Oh, man. <laughs> Get sogged on the floor. Had to reupholster the floor. The cat drowned in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Something about the aristocrats, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, 
And for a while, I was super embarrassed about it until I would took I went to a Christian camp in uh, sophomore year of high school. And uh, in in summer, I went to a Christian camp where everyone was uh, hanging out in a tent. And uh, at one point, this counselor came in that we all knew that we all liked, and he wanted to talk to us. And one person brought it up. There was like, the Bible says not to masturbate. Is that seriously possible? And <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> And then the the counselor was like, yeah. <laughs> like you could hear him give up in his voice. <laughs> like he said he didn't, but you knew he did. And then uh, they were like, how do you do? And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> how do I describe this to these kids? And then immediately I uh, threw my arm up because I was excited because this is my moment. This is the time where it all pays off finally. I yelled, I haven't done it since February. <laughs> And a silence went over the room like the bad guy entered a saloon. <laughs> and someone, and this one kid, his name was Will. Will, he was like, what? <laughs> you could hear his spirit break a little bit because like early he was like making jokes about how like, I, I, how do you get by without doing it six times a day? But he had this desperateness in his voice where you could tell that he actually did, was doing it that much. And then he was like, what? <laughs> And then, I was, and then they're like, how did you do that? And I was just like, you know, just being a man, which is the opposite of being a man. It's about getting yourself off. You make, you please your body. Take yourself to dinner. <laughs> but uh, it, so they, they were like, and for a while, they were like, wow. So for a, minute, for a while, it was really cool. And I was real excited about it. And then uh, we started talking about something else. And then 30 minutes later, a lull came over the entire room. And then one kid, Will, he yelled during the lull, six months, seriously? And I was like, yeah, motherfucker, and that was it. Uh, and I didn't, and then uh, they got really mad at me because I swore. <laughs> um, so that's like why I have like weird habits I have now. You can, that probably fucks up a person. Uh, like, for example, I don't understand how people get so like rough during sex. Like, I'll, you know, regular stuff happens. I'm down with like spanking, shit like that, but I'm not into choking, not into it. Like, but it's on a, is it? <laughs> this, sound, this doesn't sound, that was like more condescending than anything else. <laughs> like, oh, look at him, this guy did a choke, look at this piece of shit. <laughs> Let us feel something. <laughs> for me, uh, like, I don't know, I don't relate to that in any way. Like, it just terrifies me because like, for me, like, I don't know. For me, the, oh, the thing that'll get me off the most is just encouragement, that's it. <laughs> Like, nothing will make my dick harder than give me a thumbs up and say, good job! That's what I really want inside. Just, like, one thumb and I'll come, you know what I mean? Except, like, not one thumb in the butt, because then I might come harder, and that would be the worst thing for me to describe to my dad, and I can't do that, and it's too much for me to think about! Anyway, next subject. So, um, all right, that, that, uh, that aside didn't go anywhere tight. Uh, okay, I have one joke before I leave, which is about uh, I'm, a, I'm a hypocrite with my um <laughs> with my food tastes i've never liked uh pickles my entire life i've never liked that that food anyone here like pickles yeah. i hate all of you and now lock the doors or burning the building down no uh Deal with it. <laughs> i don't like the look in your eyes when you say that <laughs> you look like chris angel if he had a bad past <laughs> Um, I've never liked pickles, and then recently I ordered a burger and it had the pickles be left on, and I liked the flavor this time. I, was, I, ate, the, ate, the, I ate the burger and I was like, oh, this is good texture, good flavor, 
Picktown population, me, I'm into this. And then my friends saw it happen, and they were like, how's it taste, Brandon? And then I just went full hypocrite. I just stood where I was originally for no reason. I was like, this is still bad, not good. Zero points in my book. And I realized at that point that my hypocrisy made me no better than any homophobic senator that has ever lived. So now, when I order a burger, I have them leave the pickles on, but I just shout about it to cover it up. Like, these are disgusting and unnatural and no one else should have them! (laughs) And then I run in the bathroom and shove all of them in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Go to the makeout room on Mondays uh, and see him at clubs and colleges all over the Bay Area. Hey, you guys, I'm really excited. It's the fourth, it's it's 216th show. (laughs) Yay! No, it's really weird. This represents 216 Fridays where I didn't go see a cool band. I apologize. Actually, I'll make this apology right now. I'm sorry to all the cool bands that I didn't see on a Friday night. I'm sorry to all my friends that wanted me to see them sing karaoke for the first time on a Friday night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the birthday parties I've missed. All you people, it's all for comedy. It's all for, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, It's every Friday. (laughs) Am I I sad about, do I wanna go to Jamaica for a month? Yeah, I'd love to, but I have to be here every Friday. Am I right, Amy? What am I gonna do? I don't know either. Napa's nice, but I just go on Tuesdays. Your next comedian. He's hilarious. He has the best podcast on Tuesdays from 10 to midnight called F-E-F-Y. That's a weird name. It's fuck everything, fuck you. I, we had such a fun time last Tuesday. I shit the fuck on Danville. Does anybody know about Danville? Yeah, I applied for a job out there. Fuck Danville. Right. Timothy Pizza and I both grew up in this place in Danville. It's where the rich people go to have coat shoes and have their Lexuses and go talk about their Ethan Allen furniture. Oh, they're so great, you know? Well, how's your 401k doing? I don't know. Mine's getting 20% on the third quarter. Your next commercial. <laughs> your next comedian is so funny. Put your hands together. It's Timothy Pizza. <laughs> So I woke up on uh, New Year's Day, and uh, I, you know, sat up in bed and I opened up Twitter. Uh, number one trending hashtag: Waste his time, 2016. <laughs> number one tweet: uh, Something like, uh, flirt with him until he hits on you, and then crush him. Jeez. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> totally fucking knew it. I'm like, oh, well, well. Uh, what about waste her time, 2016? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go over to her house, install half her stereo. <laughs> let's just let's just keep it casual, baby. For like 10 years. Yeah, I'm a little off. My Venus is in Gatorade. Yeah, I know. So that's that's January, but come February, there's no more waste. It's time, 2016. My Tinder and OkCupid's okay, kind of blowing up right now. Everybody's getting a little needy for the uh, big Valentine's Day. Uh, uh, you feel the disparity in the air. It's fucking fantastic! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I might get laid, then I'll be dumped by February 16th. Uh, it's it's going to be fucking great. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I want to be safe about it, though. I want to uh, make an app. Uh, I think there is an app, actually, where you uh, type in your uh, STDs. And uh, you date people with the same ones, you can make cool strains together. Uh, it's like, how the fuck does that opening, t- uh, that opening chat line go? It's like, uh, hey, baby, syphilis, not syphilis, you. It's like, but I mean, there's other benefits to this app, too. It's like, I, I mean, I would get crabs to fuck a 10. Like, like, I mean, are you tired of fucking ugly people? Like, I'm tired of fucking ugly people. So if I find, you know, like a total 10 on this app with crabs, maybe their self-esteem is low enough to fuck me. So I just, you know, beep, bop, boop, crabs into the old STD app. Hey, baby, let's do this. Don't be shellfish. Yeah. Awful. I know. I know. I know. It's fucking horrible. Butter. Butter? Crabs, butter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, 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 go with crabs. Yeah, okay, cool. I get it. I get it. Uh, You you got any requests, Pam? It's your big night. Um, cheese and cat songs. You want cheese and cat songs? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll start with... All the cheese songs! Okay, so, uh, a a little thing I do to, like, uh, keep myself from slitting my wrist is, uh... (laughs) I write, a, I write a cheese song for different situations, and a cheese song is, uh, you take a pop song and you make the hook about cheese. Like, it's fucking Friday night. Like, you gotta fight for your right to Havarti. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, maybe I'll have to do something. Maybe I gotta go to, like, a job interview, or I gotta, like, you know, confront somebody, and I'm nervous about it. I'll be like, here I go again on my own, going down the only road I prove alone. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, last night they were doing cat songs on Twitter, so I, I posted a couple and Pam was cracking up. So uh, uh, let's see if I can remember them. Uh, yeah, I can remember too. Uh, the first one is, oh man, they're both so good, I don't know which one to close with. Um, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, just, just that little section, just that little section. Just that little section of the joke. Yeah, so the, the first cat song I thought of was, uh, God, my voice is so horrible. But, uh, Don't go chasing laser dots. Please stick to the birds and the mice that you're used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good one. And then this is the last one. It was just, his. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I like to occupy my mind with this bullshit pun stuff because yeah, if I think about it, if I'm alone with my own thoughts, oh my God. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I try to like find ways to be peaceful. Like, uh, you know, like the, the animal world is really a good way. You watch animals to, to learn how to be peaceful. Like, you, like turtles, they're really peaceful animals. Like, you never see a turtle like just fucking flip over a table and start choking its wife. Like, it's a... They're really, they're really chill animals. They just go in their shell and they internalize everything. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I like, I like, uh, we're, 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 we're coming along with animals. We're getting to like communicate with them more. And I like sharks, like uh, the whale shark. It's the biggest fish in the world. Uh, it's fantastic. We communicate with whale sharks now. And um, the main thing they said to us is, don't ask 
a whale shark if it identifies as a whale or a shark. It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> uh, apparently, great whites are hella racist. Yeah, yeah. It's sad, really. Um, like uh, animal groups are awesome too. Like scientists uh, are usually, uh, you know, this shit's way over my head, but they got kind of, they got kind of fruity with the old animal groupings. Like uh, animal groups are, they're hilarious. Like uh, three or more raccoons is called a gaze. That's a weird one. Like uh, three or more giraffes is called a tower. Uh, three or more crows is called a murder. Um, and like three or more bros is called a date rape. Uh, three or more. Uh, Three or more white girls is called a Pinterest. Uh, <laughs> this one's true. This one's true. Uh, three or more uh, female geese in flights is called a gaggle. And uh, three or more Japanese girls is called a giggle. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, uh, um, um, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do a real joke now. I <laughs> Uh, any, any, anybody ever try to be uh, friends with an ex? It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so easy. Uh, you, know, so this, uh, you know, I had this girlfriend for like a year, and a tiny little blonde thing, awesome, totally great. Um, so she dumps my ass, as they always do. And um, uh, I go to my roommate, and I'm like, hey, Johnny, uh, you know, I don't want to be an idiot, because this is the point where I'm like a total moron and start like emailing and doing stupid shit. He's like, Timmy, you got to leave the cage door open. What the fuck does that mean? He says, uh, you, you take, a, like, you got a bird. Bird lives in a cage. Uh, you leave the cage door open. Uh, the bird, you know, may come back one day. Whatever. You know, just take that with a grain of salt. Uh, sure enough, you know, a year later, I run into her uh, bimbos over in North Beach. And uh, we hit it off. We make plans to go out that Friday night. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I really like this chick. You know, so do you, I take her out to dinner, dancing. Total gentleman the whole time. Totally just happy. Just so happy she's back in my life. Uh, it goes so well. She misses the BART train. She's got to stay over at my place. So we go back to my place, we hop into bed, and she looks at me and she goes, Timmy, don't make a move on me. I just got a fucked up relationship. So just, you know, we're just sleeping. I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. You know, I go to bed happy. This is the happiest I've ever been to not get laid. Um, you know, I totally like this girl. I loved her. I mean, it was, she was great. I felt like I'd won um, until I woke up at three in the morning uh, just dry humping the fucking hell out of this girl in my sleep. Just, just. Dry humping the shit out of her. She fucking flips out and uh, she builds a wall of pillows in between our crotches. <laughs> Just, you know, and it's like, I'm freaking out. You know, it's like, did this awaken something in me? I'd be this guy on Muni at five o'clock in the afternoon, like dry humping people during rush hour. Uh, I, was, I was horrified. Um, I was trying to get out of it, so I told her I had a dream I was horseback riding. <laughs> um, it did not go over well. And it's like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what, what the fuck was going on? Was my dick just like, I remember you! That's like, like, you know, like, I was, he was awake. I, I, I don't know. I just, anyways, she laughs it off. We go out the next Friday. Same deal. Dinner, dancing, misses the bar train again. And uh, we get back to my place and we hop into bed. Thankfully, she doesn't make the wall of pillows from the bat. Good job. But uh, I'm an ideas guy and I don't want this to happen again. So uh, I do what a gentleman does. Uh, I made a plan. Um, you know, I, I waited for her to fall asleep. We did a solid, you know, 45 minutes and uh, snuck off to the bathroom and I sat down on the edge of the bathtub <coughs> and I vigorously masturbated. <laughs> Hard. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. And uh, you know what? I, 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 uh, I, le I left the bathroom door open though. Um, 
because you're, you know, I was supposed to leave the cage door open. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, maybe I'll see you guys on Muni. No, no, I, no. What? Oh, oh, you want, do you want the, the raccoon giraffe one? I do, yes, please. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, great. Okay, okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, uh, I, got, I got a lot of, uh, you know, I, I, I'm always trying to, to make my life more interesting, so I thought it'd be a fucking great idea to uh, trap, like, three or four raccoons. And uh, I'm, I'm going to get these motherfuckers loaded on uh, Adderall and Xanax, so they're super willing and focused. Like, just... <laughs> Just good to go, and I'm gonna put those little motherfuckers in my car, and I'm gonna buckle them up in seat belts, <laughs> and I'm gonna take them to McDonald's and get them uh, chicken McNugget Happy Meals. Now, just just everybody, close your eyes for one second, and just imagine a little raccoon with his little fingers and thumbs peeling back the top of the barbecue sauce wrapper <laughs> and dipping nuggets in there. And just, you know, just eating nuggets, it's just the most adorable thing. It's not even a joke. It's just, uh, I would watch that on YouTube all day. Uh, and then I was like, oh, you know, after, after I feed them, I could, I, I could uh, you know, maybe, uh, you know, teach them to do like a little show. Like I was thinking, oh, I, I, yeah, I could teach them how to hula hoop. That would be really cool. Like I could, you know, have these nuggets eat, eating, I mean, these raccoons eating nuggets and hula hooping. I was like, fucking Christ, Timmy, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, you need to... This is not gonna work. You got something fucking wrong with you. You you don't know how to heal to hula hoop. You don't have the hips for it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thinker. Um, all right, I'll, I'll do one more. It's a little long, but uh, I guess you guys wanna. I wanted the jack off. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we're going. Don't worry. Don't worry. You'll see it. You'll see it. You'll see it. It's all lead up. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you guys, you guys want to uh, play a game? Uh, it's called. Uh, it's called. Uh, would you rather? Uh, uh, would you rather uh, get a handjob from a raccoon, or uh, give a handjob to a giraffe? There's two rules. There's two rules. There's two rules. There's two rules. Uh, rule number one is eye contact. Locked the whole time. And rule number two. Is somebody's got to fucking come. <laughs> so let's suss this out. So, uh, you know, like, I mean, you got a uh, raccoon's short and he's, you know, kind of chubby and he's got the bandit mask and the little nugget fingers. And, uh, you know, yeah, and, you know, and he's got his dirty little fucking raccoon hands wrapped around my miserable cock. And it's miserable because I'm letting a raccoon touch it because they're dirty, <laughs> filthy little trash pandas. Uh, they're, they're horrible, scary creatures. <laughs> Just touching my dick and I'm making eye contact. This is not going to work. But a giraffe is a beautiful sexual animal. Uh, and his cock is up here where you can stroke it with dignity. You can stand and hold a giraffe's cock in your hand like a fucking man. And it's going to take him a long time to come. Because he's long and tall. Every part of him is long, and he likes it. He's going to make it last. And when you get tired, you can just lean your back up against his body and just keep going and just keep going. I am not proud of who I am. <laughs> I am not. I, I was so drunk when I woke up today, I, I, th I thought about joining the Army. 
I had fucking slept over to the shower and I washed 86 cents and change off my body. <laughs> okay, so uh, rule number one was eye contact. Um, this is where my, my dick moves a little bit. I get a, I get a little bit horny thinking about this part because if you're stroking a giraffe's dick and you gotta make eye contact with it, just imagine it because his head's all bent the fuck around. He's all twisted. It's like, it's freaky. It's a freaky animal. Um, you know, the giraffe has a 17-inch long purple tongue. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this doesn't have a punchline. <laughs> I, ju I just do this. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'm Timothy Pizza. Thank you. Thank you. Go see Timothy Pizza at the punchline next Tuesday. Groundhog Day, if you're not doing anything, go to the punchline and go see Timothy Pizza because he's going to be there and it's going to be an amazing show. Thanks, yeah, November 2nd, Timothy Pizza. February 2nd, they say November. I've been drinking beers. I don't even know what month it is. We're all fucked up here tonight. What? Yeah, whoa. Wow, yeah. We're, we have insurance. Don't worry. It's okay. You guys, you are in for a treat. Holy fuck, this is your only girl on tonight's lineup. I'm not really a girl, I'm a shapeshifter from another dimension. It's weird because I don't, I don't even think it's a vagina because one fin is so wonky. You know, like I'm like, other people's vaginas are what they're supposed to look. My vagina does not look like normal vaginas. I don't think I'm a girl. When the, when the, when the clit hangs out so long, it's like a tiny. You could, uh, no, he's okay. Jonathan knows about, Jonathan knows about the micropenis. I'm, <laughs> I wish, I wish I had a micropenis. Your next comedian, I bet she has a micropenis. Here's, jeez, oh, woman. And you know what, I hate the word woman because it has the word man in it. So you're a feminist because it's the only word that doesn't have the word men in it. Feminist, it's an I instead. I love her so much. You guys, you're going to laugh hysterically because she's so, so funny. <laughs> Ruby Gill! Oh. Hey, Benjamin, you guys! Fifth, oh, shoot. Now I can talk. All right. Yeah. What an amorous welcome. Thank you so much. Happy four years. Yeah. Now we know why she's avoiding the front, though, guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, I love that it was such an amorous welcome because I was uh, expecting a truthful welcome, like, you know, recently collapsed at the dry cleaners, Ruby Gale! You know? Because I did just collapse at the dry cleaners. Have you seen those prices? Ah! No, I was dehydrated, and it was very embarrassing, and please recommend a new dry cleaners to me, people. It was a block away from my house. It's very hard to avoid it. Oh, oh, I hate my job, you guys. I really do. I hate everything about my job. Thank you. Thank you for applauding my dissatisfaction. I, you. <laughs> I, uh, I really hate it. I work in property management. And, uh, you know, it affords you with some great skills, you know, like knowing how to run a house, you know, paying the bills. Fixing problems on the cheap. Now, unclogging a toilet. That's really what it is, all right? It's a lot of 
unglamorous knowledge about how to unclog a toilet, all right? 45 degree angle, you guys. Think of it like pool, Brown ball, crap pocket, you know? Just put yourself there. Uh, I hate my job. I hate everybody I work with. I got back last Tuesday and uh, my uh, coworker that works closest to me said, hey, <laughs> happy three-day weekend. How was it? And I was like, uh, three-day weekend? It was Martin Luther King Day. Do you know how long it took for certain states? Like, I, I just, and he, he just said, uh, <laughs> my holidays are for dead white presidents and the birth and resurrection of my Lord. And you know what? Let's throw in Chris Colombo too. He does a lot of cool stuff. I just, you know, you share so many colds and flus with somebody, you think you know them over the years, but <laughs> you really don't, okay? I do hate my job. It was nice to have that day off because, you know, I. Work in property management, you have to work odd hours. You have to be available a lot. Um, I worked on Christmas Eve, which, yeah, it sucked. But uh, one of our owners came in, and he uh, brought in snacks and cash bonuses for all of the staff that were there. Okay, guys, don't applaud him. Uh, it was like 50 bucks each. That's nice. That's really nice. It's really nice. It's really nice. But, guys, I was the one that had to write the termination letter, all right, to end our business relationship, all right? Yeah. Had to do that the first of the year, you know? And it's hard for me because it's like, this was a business relationship. And I'd formed a personal relationship with this man. But I just work for people. I don't have the same opinions as them, you know? But, you know, it, you know it's, it's hard, you know? I felt like he was my friend. This elderly guy, Chinese. But you dim some, you lose some. What are you guys going to do, you know? <laughs> Nature of business must make money. Don't worry, you guys. I'm totally getting back at my job. I'm only going to give them 78% of my attention from now on. I don't know if you can tell, but it's hard for me to make friends. <laughs> I'm so pleasant all the time. Uh, I like to go shopping for my favorite friends in uh, my favorite store, uh, Walgreens, you know? <laughs> the corner of happy and healthy. <laughs> I was there the other day and I was uh, standing behind a guy in line and he had two items in his basket, just two. Uh, mouthwash and wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good secret keeper, you know what I mean? <laughs> we will never find those bodies. Me, I like to go down the uh, greeting card aisle, you know? Because that's where all the sensitive souls hang out. You know? I like to just go up with my best one-liners like a... Hey! How come wet wipes don't taste better? <laughs> or, uh... You ever tried coconut oil? It's good everywhere. <laughs> aisle 6A. No, that was a perfect punctuation. I, I honestly appreciated that so much. I, uh, no, but, you know, I can't relate to these greeting cards, all right? I'm meeting all these new friends, and they're picking up all these cheery cards, and I don't understand their lives. 
I met this one woman recently, and she had this card in her hand, and it read a happy anniversary from the both of us. So wait a second. You mean to tell me that you're in a couple where both of you are going to sign the card, send it through the U.S. postal system to someone, some other couple who's inexplicably stayed together for a number of years, and now they're celebrating it and telling their friends about it, and then they're going to put it on their fridge, and everyone's just going to stay together? Let's be friends, you know what I mean? Like, let's hang out, you know? I need to know your secrets, you know? I'm so lonely. <laughs> or this other card that I saw. It, uh, it just said, uh, it just read, congratulations on the baby. <laughs> it's like, congratulations. Nine scumbags I know, you know what I mean? Plan B's a plan A. <laughs> We've been carpet bombing our uterus for years. <laughs> it's not a disputed territory when there's nothing that can be alive in it, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not that dark, guys. I just think that uh, maybe there needs to be like some, some greeting cards for scumbags. You know? Like, I want to pretend I have feelings and then send them to my scummy friends. Maybe something poetic, like, um, sorry about that DUI. I'll always be there for you. <laughs> but then you don't open up the card, and it says, to finish your drinks at the bar. Uh, you really need to ride. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you're a baby daddy again. <laughs> Open the card. Let's buy you a vasectomy. <laughs> or finally, I'm sorry I finger blasted you last weekend. <laughs> Open up the card. And on the inside it reads, but I was high on Molly though. <laughs> <laughs> though spelled T-H-O. Cause that's cool. That's hip. That's urban. All right? You just leave off that UGH. Ugh. <laughs> you know, if I don't get a laugh on that joke, that usually dictates whether or not I cry later. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, uh, it's been quite the whirlwind of the last few months for me. I, uh, I uh, recently went through a breakup. It was pretty hard, you know? And it was hard for me because, uh, you know, I'd been seeing scumbags all my life, you know? Like, last year, I started off the year by seeing a guy who, on the first day, was asking all the right questions, you know? Where did you grow up? What do you like to do for fun? What's your preferred method of taking Molly? You know, all the normal things you want to get out of the way. Uh, if, for those of you who don't know, he's asking if I like to take it orally in a pill form or snort it up my nose. You know? So it's hard, you know? I have this microphone in front of you. I'm compelled to tell the truth, but not on a first date, all right? <laughs> you know, it just took all of me to say, to not say what I really felt, which was, uh, man, I don't take drugs for the taste. <laughs> take it for the experience, woo! You know? This is a girl who's been to Hooters on a second date, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I changed it up last year. 
excited to see a respectful man. You know, it's like, ooh, he's respectful. Ooh, oh, my boundaries, they feel so comfortable. Mm. And what does respectful really mean, you know? It means oblivious, right, you know? Because that first night that we went to, you know, commit the maritals, hook up, you know, my mouth, his crotch. Yeah, I went to remove the rings from my fingers, and uh, he goes, whoa, 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 you're taking your rings off. <laughs> and it's like, no, you know what, I'm gonna leave these bad boys on. And wrap this thing in barbed wire and just punch it on your crotch! <laughs> then, you know, just for funsies, I'm put those uh, Bond villain uh, metal teeth in, you know, and just, la, 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 right in your crotch! <laughs> It's like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna take my rings off, right? <laughs> Scuff marks don't belong on dicks, right? <laughs> Why am I telling you this, you know? <laughs> because if I may wax poetic for a moment, you guys, uh, you need to learn from all of your relationships, all right? Even the worst ones, all right? The worst guy I was ever with, he turned me on to my favorite yogurt. Still eat it every day. You know? And he taught me that that yogurt is not called faggy yogurt, you know? Or phage. I can't read phonetic symbols. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, that guy was, oh, such a treat. His name was Alan, and I dated uh, two other Alans before him. So once uh, things got on the rocks, I just started to see the other two Alans at the same time, you know? Because then I didn't have to remember any like special names when I was fucking around doing the wrong thing. Just call them all the same thing. Get over here, asshole. You know? uh, the last sex I had was with Alan. He was the last one in, as I like to call it. <laughs> that precarious way. <laughs> so disgusting. <laughs> My Gmail drafts are a nightmare, you guys. It's really gross. <laughs> uh, so I saw Alan, though. Um, he uh, flew me out to go see him, you know, for a tryst after my breakup. And, uh, you know, it was good. You know, if I could sum it up into a song, it would probably be, uh, you know, Shania Twain. You know, man, I feel like a woman. Yeah. Because, like, I felt so sexually satisfied and so completely emotionally let down, you know, at the same time. So much like a woman. <laughs> you just get around someone and, you know, you just immediately remember all those things that you did not like about them when you were together, you know? Like, uh, Alan would always introduce himself to my new friends the same way every single time. <coughs> Hi, I'm Alan, former ab model. <laughs> that is not something to brag about, okay? First of all, you were not even elected into political office, all right? Doesn't even show that you could handle a job for four years, all right? So, hold on. Former ab model, all that's saying is, <laughs> I used to be fit. <laughs> but now... <laughs> jackass but you know <laughs> I'm lonely <laughs> and you know he texts me a lot you know 
in such an intoxicating text, you know? Or saying something mysterious like, Ruby! I miss all the visuals from our relationship. Ew! That does not sound respectful right there, right? Eee, back off. Ruby! <laughs> maybe, maybe they're a masturbation. <laughs> hey, let's talk about whispering for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds more like this. <sighs> oh, Ruby! <laughs> Someone else is already laughing. Fuck that up. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. He just would text me a lot, guys, and he'd say that he missed weird things about me. <coughs> all right. <laughs> until finally, I, until finally, he got restless and just sent me the most confusing of texts, which was Ruby. And he texts like that because he texts a lot of U's and Y's, <laughs> so it's those Ubi. <laughs> Ruby. I miss all your special features. Spell like Alan. Spell it out for me. All right, I don't understand. What is it that you miss? Text back, Ruby. Why'd you change that HBO Go password? I did change that HBO Go password, you guys. I just want to let you know. Uh, to be honest, you know, but uh, you know, it's not my fault that he never guessed that I changed it to long term. Okay. <laughs> I also added a number to it. All right, my birth year, which he also doesn't know. Uh, one last thing, you guys. I just want to say cheers, cheers to everyone, and uh, I, uh, I don't encourage drug or alcohol use to blurry objects shaped like toddlers. Thank you so much! Ruby Gill does not take kindly to toddlers. I love them. Give me a two-year-old, you guys. We're best friends. Uh, I convinced a two-year-old the other day that uh, Costco was Disneyland. <laughs> They both have churros, all right? We're, we're, we're all right. I have a two-year-old double-fisting, like, fucking samples. He's got, he's got a waffle in one hand made with fucking coconut oil. I didn't know you could do that. And in the other hand, he has a, he has a, he has a grilled cheese sandwich. They make grilled cheese sandwiches now. You guys, Costco. Has anyone been to Costco lately? It's Disneyland! It's free lunch. I love it. Uh, your next comedian, uh, you guys get free lunch, my lord. I don't even know where to go with this. He's a hilarious human being that performs at clubs and colleges all over the... Anyway. You guys, clap wildly. It's Jesse Hett. Perfect. Thank you very much, Pamuel L. Jackson. Happy birthday, Mutiny Radio show that we're doing right now. Four, huh? Almost old enough to drive in 
dog years. That's how the old dogs are when they're allowed to drive. Did you guys know that? Four-year-old dog allowed to do whatever the fuck it wants, man. There's no rules for them. No laws. It's like the whole world is their Costco. <laughs> I also, I actually share that with you. I fucking love going to Costco. It's my favorite. You know, I love, I love free samples more than anything in the world. Like, it's the best. Getting some for free. But I grew up, like, I was, like, super poor when I was a kid, so, like, we never, like, had anything if it costs any money. So it was like, hey, it's free day at the public swimming pool. Oh, fantastic. We're going. Like, that's the only time we ever did anything was when it was free day at the place. So I still, like, like I've carried that with me into adulthood where, like, even if it's something I don't want, but it's free, I'll still, like, begrudgingly take one. Like, hmm. <laughs> Women's size small tank top, huh? <laughs> it's free, though, right? Can I have two? <laughs> it's like, fuck, but I still, I try to be like not, I, try, I don't know, I have like a whole technique that I use with free samples. <laughs> where like, I spot the free sample table as soon as I walk into the Costco. But then as I, I just like approach it very casually and I act like this is the first time I've ever encountered a free sample in my <laughs> entire life. Like, it's like push that giant cart up right next to like, what are you, you're cooking sausage right in the middle of the store? That's crazy. What is it, your lunch break or something? You just, Whipping up a little something just for you. Sure, seems like an awful lot of sausage for just one lady. And uh, you're putting, cutting them into pieces with toothpicks. That's, I mean, portion control is important. I get it. And can I? Oh, I can have one of these? I can just have? Oh, tight. Thank you. Mmm, this is a delicious sausage. All right. How much do I owe you? Was that, is this the restaurant push? It's free. Wait a second. Then I come back 30 minutes later and do the same thing. But I drew a mustache on my face in the bathroom. <laughs> No one is the wiser. <laughs> I, went to the, I went to the eye doctor to get new glasses. You guys, you've done the eye chart test thing. Did you know that the, the bottom row of the eye chart test just spells out a bunch of racial slurs? <laughs> <laughs> but no one knows it because no one's eyes are that good. It's like, that's a, they're like weird Vietnam era slurs too. Like that's your penalty for having good eyes. You gotta sp spell out zipper head for some fucking racist ophthalmologist. It's <laughs> my new conspiracy. Ophthalmology is run by the Klan. They just do it like, just trying to get away with some shit. I grew up in like a, like for real, like racist. I grew up in like central Kansas, just surrounded by nothing. But like all of the, like the actual like adult men that I encountered in my entire life were like racist. And somehow it never took with me, like that shit never, so I think it's because they were also all like, kind of like shitty losers. So like I'd be at my dad's house for the weekend and him and his buddies would be playing poker and they'd be like, you know, the blacks will steal from you. And I'm like, well, what about Mr. T? <laughs> Dude's got everything he could want. <laughs> you only wear shirts without sleeves, my dad's friend. I don't trust this at all. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The Ku Klux Klan is a crazy organization, man. Yeah, you know, they say like behind every great man is like an even greater woman. I firmly believe that behind every despicable Klansman is an even more despicable Klanswoman. <laughs> just, nobody ever talks about the Klans women. That's what. <laughs> Somebody has got to be washing all those sheets. Like it's not. And you know that Klansmen are not like progressive about household roles <laughs> and like gender politics. No, like Klansmen 
He's like like super liberal otherwise. <laughs> you know what I hate? It's the glass ceiling and all minorities. Every single one of them. Firmly believe that it, in love of all forms and the two people of the same gender should be able to get married as long as they're the same race also. Like that's the one caveat. <laughs> Progressive Klansman hats. Washing his sheets in gray water. Uh, H-E. So I guess like I, I like what you would call like pretty like white trash upbringing. Like my dad, he still lives in the same trailer that he's lived in since I was like three or four. And he didn't even live in a trailer park. He lives in like a trailer in the middle of nowhere because he's fucking horribly poor and difficult to get along with. Like he also doesn't have a good personality that would make people want to live near him. Like, oh no, he might be listening to this. Fuck, sorry, Dad. <laughs> You're a pretty good dude now. Real supportive. It was weird when I was a kid, though, like, just, like, that, like, the stigma of, like, trailer living, you know? It's, like, trailer trash, you fucking... But now that's, like, that whole, like, that culture has been, like, shitty white trash culture has been, like, co-opted by, like, wealthy white people. Like, just fucking trucker hats, cheap beer, and trailer houses, but they call them tiny houses. That's how they trick you. Like, I live in a tiny house. You're like, you mean a fucking $70,000 trailer with a composting <laughs> toilet? Yeah, good for you. Real progressive. I think the last bastion of, like, shitty white trash culture that hasn't been co-opted is, uh, is incest. Like, that's the last. <laughs> and that's going. Within the next year, I predict, you'll see, people like, like, the, like, the sexually free people who are right now just talking about polyamory nonstop. <laughs> next thing... Post-polyamory is going to be like pro-incest. You're like, what? You can't be like, yeah, you, you can be attracted to someone who's also your second cousin. Like, we're using, being safe about it. We're not going to have any weird kids with four legs or anything. Like, you start looking down on people. You're like, oh, you're in a monogamous outcest relationship? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grandpa. <laughs> Enjoy your boring life. You guys, like, uh, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much a master impressionist. I was going to ask if you guys liked impressions, but it doesn't matter because my impressions are so good. They're fucking, <laughs> even if you don't like them, <laughs> pretty incredible. This is my impression of an ancient Roman guy who you will never invite back to your house again. Hey, dude, where's your bathroom? I got to take a numeral I-I. <laughs> guy's never coming over again. <laughs> Here's my impression of a, this is an insensitive oncologist. Well, Greg Gettle. <laughs> we, got your, we got your test results back, and I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. We, um, we found some cancerous cells in your little tiny penis. <laughs> we didn't even think they would fit in there, so the sucker's so small, but... <laughs> anyway, you have six weeks to live. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Insensitive oncologist. That's a job I would not be good at at all. I'm, I think I'm old enough to be a doctor. My doctor's younger than me now. That's how I know I'm old enough to be a doctor because the dude who like tells me to quit drinking and smoking so much looks like he's like 15. So I just don't listen to him. It's very liberating. <laughs> yeah, whatever, little fella. <laughs> I know you don't understand grown-up things, but... <laughs> 
I immediately, like, I immediately, like, I lost all respect for him when he, like, oh, we got to check. I can demonstrate. He comes. So he comes in. He's like, we, this is like my first physical with him. And uh, he comes back in, and he goes to sit down on his doctor chair. But he sits down like this. He's like, whoop. Like, he sits down on his own leg <laughs> like a fucking eighth grade girl at a sleepover. It's like, holds out his chair. Like, hey, what, what's it say on that chart? It's like, the list of, like, the cutest boys in our class. Fucking... <laughs> Sit down like a man or not at all, doctor. <laughs> if you want me to listen to you ever. Starting to get like stronger opinions about things, which I didn't realize was gonna happen. Like, I only recently found out that I have very strong opinions about planets and which planets are good and which planets are not good. Like, I had no idea until one day I was looking at uh, pictures of like the, like the space telescope on my computer, like up close high-res pictures of all the planets. And I found myself just getting like real mad at Saturn. Just like staring at it, be like, what's all the rings, Saturn? What do you think you're fucking better than Earth? Are you showing off with all your rings, you gross ring planet? Too much jewelry planet, that's what Saturn is. I think I have very negative feelings about like people who wear too much. Like you ever met a dude who wears a lot of rings? That's a guy you don't want to be around at all. Like the guy. He tells you that he sells coke, but then you're like, can I maybe buy some coke from you? He's like, I gotta make a couple calls first. That guy, fucking ring guy. <laughs> you said you sold cocaine. That's the only reason I've been hanging out with you. <laughs> this bar. Rings are fucking, ladies, here's a hot dating tip. You're out on a first date with a fella. Uh, for every ring that he's wearing, that increases the chances that he'll sexually assault you by fully like 10%. <laughs> like, so fucking look out, rings are bad news. I feel the same, that's why I don't like Saturn so much. Saturn is like the dude who wears too many rings of our galaxy. Like Saturn, just fucking floating up there, just cat calling comets all the time. Like, yeah, comet, nice tail. Comet's like, Come on, man. It's like, what, it was a compliment. You should smile more, comet. Be a lot prettier. Do you guys know that if you, t if you look at Saturn under enough magnification, you can also see it in addition to the rings, there's just like a, just several leather bracelets that are also <laughs> opening it. Constantly, constantly talking about polyamory also. Saturn is gross. <laughs> Saturn sucks, man. Do you, guys know that, <laughs> do you guys know that Saturn's atmosphere is made up of like 85% cologne? That's <laughs> true. Just extrapolating that based on the number of rings it's always wearing. <laughs> Surface is comprised mostly of hair gel. It's the worst planet. You know what the best planet is though, by far? Fucking Earth. <laughs> number one. I, this is by far this is the best planet I ever been to. Fucking, I was born on Earth. Went to school here on Earth. I'll likely die on Earth, man. If I ever if I ever have a child, I will proudly raise that child every other weekend here on Earth. <laughs> Proud Earth man, just like his daddy. <laughs> and his daddy's daddy before. Like now, the way I feel about Earth makes me understand the way that like all like my Midwestern relatives feel about America. Cause it's the same way, just on like a larger scale. Like I'm about I'm like this close to just getting like a t-shirt printed up with a picture of Earth and it just says like Earth, love it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> be standing in the town square. <laughs> Listen, if you want to come to Earth, 
you better damn well learn to speak one of the many languages. <laughs> you just go right the fuck back to where you come from. <laughs> Mercury man. <laughs> Too old for weed now? Kind of sucks. It's, what? it's hard. Like, I get high and then I just don't feel good anymore. I'll be like having a fun day and I'm like, hey, you know what? I can smoke a little weed and watch a movie. And then it's like smoke when you're like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this movie. What is it, two and a half hours long? I gotta be, I gotta show in three hours. It's not gonna be enough time to take a shower. And oh man, remember that time, remember that time like four weeks ago when I misunderstood the bus driver and we had a weird interaction and then he let me get on the bus. And, Fuck, man, I should have died. I wish I could live that over again. God damn, that'd be fantastic. I just, I was, you know what happened? I had a bad experience with, uh, with dabs. I think that people have exclusively bad experiences. It's too much. We've flown too close to the weed sun. <laughs> and now we're just plummeting back to earth with all this fucking dab stuff, man. It's too much. It's too much. Like, it was, I was after, it was after a show. I did a comedy festival up in Humboldt, which is like the weed capital of the world. Also the best anti-weed advertisement that exists because everyone in Humboldt that works anywhere, it's like it's their first day all the time. <laughs> like, no one knows how to do anything. No one knows how to work the register. <laughs> where the bathroom key is. Everyone's lost all the time. <laughs> so like after the show, this guy came out and he was like, hey, you want to uh, come back? You wanna, we're having like a little get-together at my place right around the corner. A bunch of the other comics are coming. We're going to like, uh, you know, I've got some beers. You want to smoke some weed? I was like, yeah, it's cool, man. It sounds fun. Go had a couple beers. The guy's like, hey, you want to come upstairs? We're, uh, we're about to smoke. I was like, yeah, that sounds great, man. Let's do it. And we go upstairs and uh, we, all, we all get situated around this little coffee table. And he goes, hey, you ever did a dab before? You know what a dab is? You know what dabs are? And I was like, no, no, no I'm not really familiar. And he goes, uh, well, basically like super hash. And I was like, buddy, I like both those words. And I really love the way you just stuck them together like that, man. Let's, uh, let's do it. Dabs, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time right now. It's going to be fantastic. And then like he got out this little thing that looked like a stand, like a pretty standard like marijuana pipe. And I was like, all right, this is going smoothly. I know, I know what's going on here. I'm having fun still. And then, uh, then he got out a blowtorch. And I was like, oh, things have taken a turn for the worse. I'm... Uh, not really having fun anymore. This is scary now. I don't like this. And he could tell, like, the guy could, like, sense my, uh, my trepidation, my apprehension. He goes, uh, hey, don't worry, man. I'm not going to use the blowtorch to light the weed. I just use the blowtorch to heat up this nail. They're like, oh, that doesn't make me any more comfortable. Like you're, you just added another danger item to this mix that I don't... Like, I've never once been smoking weed before and been like, you know what this could use is some more hazard. It's, is there a way we could involve something that might explode? Or a different thing that might poke out my eye? Or maybe both? Now we're relaxing. <laughs> Should we have like a chainsaw they could fire up and just like wave it around my head while I do this? This is fucking fun, so much fun. All right, hey, you guys have been wonderful. Thank you so much for listening. Pam, thanks for having me. man dabs are fun uh if you have four hours if you have four hours behind it to do nothing with it uh no i love i love the dabs uh on tuesdays because i don't have to work on wednesday your next comedian uh he's coming to us by way of texas through la and now here to san francisco you guys are gonna lose your minds clap wildly it's michael monsoor
this is great. Guys, how you feeling? You feeling good? Yeah, feeling good. Uh, fun announcement, guys. I'm about to, I just get casted in my first comedy pilot for television. Yeah, I'm about to do it. I'm excited about it. Got excited about it, then got a little weird right after. Uh, went into the uh, casting director's office and uh, sat down, getting ready for the audition. She goes, hey, Mike, uh, just so you know, the writer uh, knows about an upcoming project you're in. Real excited about it. Then he saw your stand-up clips. He wrote this part actually for you. This was actually for you. And uh, he thinks it embodies everything that you look and appeal to. So I grabbed the sides, getting ready to read. Character's name is Larry. Bad right off the start. <laughs> then I look at the character description. It literally says, Rain Man with a dash of Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Didn't know I was giving out those vibes. I've been feeling weird about my self-esteem lately, not just with that. Uh, my mom has been bullying me. <laughs> that's, that's been like a new thing. Uh, I went home for the holidays and I grew up in Central Texas. I grew up like an hour and a half from the closest comedy mic, so I just wanted to write. So I was sitting at the dinner table and uh, my mom was there and I was like, hey mom, I like to do a lot of self-deprecation. Uh, who do you think I look like? What, what can I mess with? What can I riff with? And she just goes, oh my God, Michael, I love it when you do that one joke where you say you look like that one lesbian. Don't have that one, mom. <laughs> so the Southern Hospitality came and she just paused and said, well, there you go. <laughs> dick move mom. Uh, dick move mom. I feel like my friends are bullying me. I was at the comedy store and a buddy of mine, his comes up all cash like. He was like, yo, Mike, look at that haircut. You're really rocky in that Javier boredom, no country for old men look. <laughs> Didn't know I was rocking it, bro. <laughs> like, don't think anyone wants to. Like, don't think that's like what anyone looks for. I feel like it's because uh, it's because I'm non-threatening, and like I get it. Like, no one here is scared of this. Like, Ryan, you're not. If I approached you, you're not scared. You're not threatened by this. No one's scared of a kid who looks and sounds like Jodie Foster. It's <laughs> not gonna happen. I'm just waiting for you to say panic room. I uh. I do, I do, I do have my look, which is weird. I, I, I got the haircut, which was probably my first problem. And bad, I got the haircut, and then I recorded a new comedy video, and I put it on YouTube, which was terrible because I got a comment, like, right as soon as I posted it. And the comment was by a guy named DudeBro62, <laughs> who literally put, is that a guy or a girl? Because either way, I'm gonna fuck it. <laughs> 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 Love in the back, my brother, I just hear him say, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Thanks, bro. It is. I took it as a compliment. <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna take what you can get, I guess. Uh, when I fir uh, so I live in Los Angeles now. When I first moved to Los Angeles, uh, I got catcalled, which is very strange. Any, any men out there been catcalled before? Usually the answer. 
I got catcalled. Uh, it was weird. Uh, first week there, I was on Sunset Strip. And I get, like, up here, you're like, okay, now it kind of looks like a dude. Like, I get it. But I was, like, turned around like this, like, looking at the signs, like, very, like, oh, look at that. That's a building bigger than Texas. Okay. That was neat. And this truck just drove by. This guy stuck his head out, and he goes, yo! And then as soon as I turn around, he goes, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Can't take those feelings back, bro. <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm. That joke's called You Gay. <laughs> <laughs> you Gay. <laughs> Again, I just take what I get. It's my fault. I don't know. I The comic before was talking a little bit about uh, quitting smoking weed like he's getting too old for it. I feel like I got to stop smoking pot. I do. Oh, I know. But here's the deal. It's like it's it's messing with my life, and it's messing a lot with my social life. I was really, really stoned the other day, and my friend just texted me. He was like, hey, Mike, you want to go to a movie? And I just sent back, meh. <laughs> it was even like a normal meh. Like, it was like M-E-E-E-H-H-H-H-H. My autocorrect just immediately went to me. Hi. <laughs> I was like, how did it know? <laughs> like Stoner Terminator. <laughs> nah, this is the real reason. This is truth, and I've never said this in front of anyone before. I am quitting weed because um, I was flying to San Francisco to see my brother and my best friend. And uh, the night before, I had a show in Los Angeles in Echo Park. I met my buddy Jason, see a dude selling some edibles out of a picnic basket. So that's normal. Uh, so we go and we buy a, a hand, like a huge handheld uh, version of a brownie. Oh, each got one. It's called Special K. Uh, totally dope. Um, so I am going to eat this before I fly the next day. I'm really excited about it. Have you guys ever had an edible before flying? You have? Thumbs up, right? It's, it's normally, it's fun. You have your do thing. It's great. So I've never done it. Didn't stretch. Didn't know what Special K meant. Um... <laughs> Got in the lift, ate the hand-sized brownie, was feeling a little special after 20 minutes getting to LAX. All of a sudden, I get a text from my buddy Jason who goes, hey, man, by the way, the K didn't mean like something cute for crazy weed or crazy stone. The K meant for ketamine. <laughs> yeah, that's right, guys. Now, I thought I was going to be a little rascal with an edible and just go on his flight to San Francisco just being stoned. I ate a handful of ketamine. <laughs> As I arrived to LAX on Thanksgiving morning. <laughs> so I got this news and I'm just feeling real high, feeling a little frisky. <laughs> I get to TSA. I'm like, okay, you can do this, man. By the way, do you guys even know what ketamine is? Do you guys know? You know what ketamine? If you don't know what ketamine is, ketamine is what they start you with and maintain you while you're in anesthesia. And I'm at TSA, I'm on the ketamine, and I get through it, I got my wallet, I got my bags, I get everything going, I'm starting to feel really high, and then I can't find my gates. <laughs> So I'm going around, I'm, I'm circling this fucking area. I passed the same Starbucks like four times, but I don't know, was that a pirate? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe I looked funny, like, uh, oh, parrots, it's LA. <laughs> Go around, I start to sweat very noticeably. 
and I'm freaking out. I've got 10 minutes to board my plane. It's Thanksgiving. I'm supposed to be there and spend it with my family. I, I'm, I don't know what to do. So I freak out. I see an employee. I pull out my boarding pass for my phone, and I go up to her, and I go, I can't find my gate. Can you help me find it, please? And she looks at my phone, and she goes, son, you're in the wrong terminal. <laughs> That's when the ketamine really starts to hit. And I looked at her directly in the eyes, and I said something I've never said as high in my life to a human being. I just looked at her and whispered, there can only be one. <laughs> that's when I noticed that's not an employee. I just said that to an LAPD cop. <laughs> so the cop is now looking at me very weird, and she starts to say a sentence, and I'm not paying attention because there's a fucking pirate at the Starbucks. And mid-sentence, what do I do on ketamine? I just start to slowly back away. Because now I'm so high, my feet are vibrating. My feet are vibrating. Uh, long story short, I waited 50 minutes in the international terminal. So I was, I was like, okay, Mike, maybe we need to stop doing that and when you come down. But that was like the craziest story for drugs. But I feel like being a young guy, uh, being young in general, like trying drugs and living life is like a thing we do. And I remember it also had a terrible experience the first time I tried ecstasy. Uh, now, make some noise. How many people here have tried ecstasy before? Yeah, yeah I love that it's all in that back room. <laughs> Yay, it's the people manning the equipment. <laughs> That was loud. <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I was overseas, and uh, I was at a bar. I was hanging with some kids, and we were drinking, and one of them came to me, and he goes, hey, Michael, do you want to try ecstasy? And I was like, oh, when in Rome, right? But guys, I was so drunk, I was in Germany. <laughs> so, so he gave me the thing, and I took the thing, and I'm like eating it up, and uh, uh, 30 minutes go by, nothing happened. 45 minutes goes by, nothing happens. So I'm like, oh, dude, it uh, didn't work. Cool, let's just take some shots. Let's do shot, 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 shot. And then all of a sudden, I'm outside the club. It starts to hit me. <laughs> my whole body is vibrating. I'm feeling weird. I'm touching my face a lot. I go into the German nightclub. I go down. It's like in a basement. There is fog. There is laser lights. There's a DJ playing Skrillex or Calvin Harris. They all sound the same. And, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is weird. I don't know where I'm at. I'm in a different country. I, I got to go. I got to go. So I go and I leave. And uh, uh, that's why actually half of my front tooth is fake right here. This right here is fake because I left the club, went outside, was so high on ecstasy, I tripped and I bit a curb. Aww. You guys realize what happened, right? I American history ecstasied myself. <laughs> What happened? They, one round of applause. <laughs> Pam's doing a little bit too much ecstasy. <laughs> oh man, that was uh, so. Was uh, the night is young and the curry is fresh. Uh, I, uh, I've had weird. I've had these weird experiences, and it always is, revolves around drugs. And I'm like, all right, maybe this is why I need to shape it up. I need to. Get my life in order. I don't know. When I'm not doing any kind of film thing, 
I, uh, I make a little extra cash uh, driving Lyft. Uh, that's what I do. So I love it's the same person who loves ecstasy. <laughs> so I, I love that Lyft. <laughs> um, I drive Lyft, and people always ask me, they're like, what's like the crazy stories that happen? I never really had any crazy stories until, honestly, like two weeks ago. I'm driving, it's a Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles, and I go and I pick the most beautiful girl up from the biggest mansion I've ever seen in my life in Beverly Hills. She gets in the front seat with a small bag of chips, doesn't say anything. I'm like, okay, this is how this is gonna go. <laughs> so I go and I just start driving, and then after a minute she goes, uh, ugh. I can't believe I have to go all the way to this coffee bean, but he owes me one. It's like, okay, <laughs> she's eating her chips, she's doing anything. And then she goes, oh, hey, and by the way, can you stop at an ATM? Oh, and hey, and by the way, can you wait in the parking lot when we get to the coffee bean? And I'm just joking around being silly. I'm like, what are we doing, Rebecca? What are we, we buying drugs? And she looks me right in the eyes and she goes, Michael, that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> she goes to the bank, she pulls out $2,000 cash. She puts it in the empty chip bag. She looks at me and she goes, hey, Mikey. She starts calling me Mikey. She goes, is this weird? I was like, this whole situation is weird. What do I do? I wait in that coffee bean parking lot because she's hot and I drive lifts. I was like, we're going to Bonnie and Clyde this bitch. We didn't. She bought a bunch of Coke and gave me 30 bucks. I was like, all right, well, you got me that one. Gave me four stars. Um... You know, oh, I love the, aww. We definitely are in San Francisco and you say four out of five stars in Lyft. Oh no, that's terrible. Oh my God. What is this, the mission? I've never been in a fight before. Thank God. Like I've almost been in a fight. I don't know. Well, have you guys been in a fight? You guys been in a fight? You've definitely been in a fight because you vocally said yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I uh, never really have been in a fight. Uh, the only time I almost got in a fight is, so I went, so I, 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 past six years, I lived in Austin, Texas, and I went to Texas State University, which is like 30 miles south. Now, when I was graduating Texas State University, I lived near an intramural fraternity softball field. <laughs> Now, uh, the week I was graduating, I uh, smoked a little too much weed and I had to go and get my stuff. And I just happened to be driving by the uh, softball game while it was happening. So I was driving by and all of a sudden I hear on my car, boom, and I'm thinking three things. What was that? Where did it come from? And I'm really high right now. <laughs> so I get out of the car and uh, I look in the backfield and there's like this older frat guy and he literally yells out, don't worry guys, I got this. And I don't got this, guys. I'm not a guy who gets it. Uh, so I did this move. Uh, you may see me do it later if we hang out. I don't know if we get wild and crazy. I do a move I call the turkey chicken. Now, the turkey chicken is where you just flail up your arms and you try to intimidate them. I just did this and I go, what, what, what are you gonna do? Bro, 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 <laughs> what are you gonna do? And the whole time he goes, yo, I can't kick this kid's ass because I'm pretty sure he's autistic. <laughs> 
Plus, he looks like a Jody Foster-looking motherfucker. And that's how I got out of that one. My name is Michael Monsoor. Thank you so much. This was great. I had a blast. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Muni Radio. Thank you so much. Michael Monsoor, holy fuck. Does everybody like the chairs? I'm really happy about the chairs. Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about the massive amount of Indian food that's still <laughs> hanging out here. It no one's hungry. I understand. It's hard to eat. We have a lot of bulimics that hang out. At, <laughs> I've cleaned up the bathroom, so I know it's. <laughs> Okay, I'm allowed to say that because I was a bulimic for 13 years, so I know what the splash up looks like from the other side of the toilet. That's how my mom used to get me. I know, I've seen the bad. You guys clap it up for all the comedians you've seen tonight. Yay, yay. Uh, it's it's been four years. I'm very excited about that. I am. Uh, I am quite inebriated, and, and, and now it's my time to do some jokes. Yeah! So, that's good, yep. I like to drink. You know what? I like to drink. That's okay, because I'm 41 years old and I don't have kids. No, that's a choice I made. Like, you guys, you have to make a choice when you're 30, something years old and you're a woman and you're like, I like drinking. I like boys. I also want to have a future. I, you make these choices. And I say, I say nay to the whole like, uh, uh, there's, a, there's ways to make money <laughs> in the United States. Uh, and one of them is by being a mom. Cause you don't have to, there's no social security. There's nothing that's attached to it. I, I wish that I uh, wasn't afraid of my ass getting huge, because otherwise I would have had a baby a long time ago. It really comes down to this. I'm a skinny girl that's afraid of being fat, so I will never birth a baby uh, from my vagina, because I don't want my ass to spread, because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> Do we have any other narcissists in the room? Yeah! Do any of you want to have babies? No. Exactly. You don't want to pass a watermelon through your urethra. You don't want to do that. I don't either. Like the concept of pooping while people are looking at me going, look, you're doing a good thing. Push, push. And then the poop comes out. No. No, we could do that on a Tuesday in my bath. I do that with my cat all the time. <laughs> we, he sits in the litter box and I sit on the toilet and I'm like, come on, man, you can do it. Smells about the same. It's, we're both eating a lot of fish, is what I'm saying. I love, I love my cat. Uh, any cat lovers out there? I got like four. Fantastic. Uh, I masturbate with my cat. Not that I, my cat and I are together, well, sometimes. But I masturbate and my cat gets right next to me, you know, and he, he puts his little fluffy body up against me and he does this like, uh, uh, it's great, it's really fun. Uh, and so I, I flipped him over, cause I, ma well, we're, it's like I'm masturbating and he's masturbating and I was like, aha. So I flipped him over 
and uh, and his little kitty crayon was all out, you know, like little tiny little red crayon, and then and then like a little bit of juice, like a clear juice, just went out to the end of the tip of his tiny kitty crayon, and I was like, no, and it right on to my sheets. So I smelled it. What does kitty cum smell like? The answer is nothing. Kitty cum smells like nothing. It smelled like nothing. Uh, but uh, I was getting finger banged by my boyfriend. And my, my cat didn't just sniff his fingers, he licked him. Meaning that women really do taste like tuna. Or these aged, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore, none of that white shit. It's dark and purpled with age. I'm 41, have you ever masturbated for 41 years? And then, well, it wasn't actually 41, I'm gonna say 30, 37 years. I was caught masturbating in kindergarten, I almost got kicked out of kindergarten from my super Christian school, uh, SRVC, yay, yay, Danville, yay, fuck you guys. I felt so uncomfortable as a four-year-old in kindergarten that I was masturbating in class. And the teacher actually called my mom in. She's like, your daughter's masturbating in class. And she's like, well, she must feel really uncomfortable. You must be a terrible teacher if my child is masturbating during your class. I could read when I was three, so I'm in kindergarten at five and I couldn't tie my shoes, but I could read stories to the whole group and they're like, she's a problem. <laughs> That's the wrong kid. So um, th this is, um, I'm skinny now, but I was a plump child. Uh, I thought it was cute. I've seen pictures of me and I'm like, I was darling. Uh, but in kindergarten, I memorized Bible verses like everybody else. Does everybody memorize Bible verses as a five-year-old? Was that, that's the, just me? Okay. So memorizing Bible verses as a five-year-old, I said my Bible verse, and then the teacher gave me graham crackers. And everyone else got an ice cream cone. And she said to me, uh, fat little girls never get anything in the world. You're a fat little girl, and good luck, you know? And, and uh, you know, what do you do with that? So, you know, I starved myself for 13 years. I became a vegetarian, like, like everyone else who wants to lose weight. Uh, yeah, not funny stuff. Uh, but uh, vegans will tell you all day long why they're a vegan. I'll tell you why I was a vegetarian. Uh, because I couldn't eat meat off the bone. Like every time I ate like off the bone, I was like, I have bones. <laughs> like, chicken leg. <laughs> The chicken has a leg and I'm eating its bone leg. I have a leg, it has meat on it. I don't wanna eat that. I, I assume babies taste delicious though, right? Like, they, are, they are soft and sweet. I, 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 I've kissed a baby. I've kissed many babies, it's a problem. I'm a nanny, I get paid to hang out with people's children for money. Not in a sexual way, I assure you. It's just how I hang out with children. And I uh, hold hands with them and we're like best friends. And I'm either a terrible person or a wonderful person, but I've convinced a two-year-old that Costco is Disneyland. <laughs> the only thing they have in common is the churros. <laughs> but 
dollar churros versus five dollar churros. <laughs> Come on, I love Costco. I don't. I don't know. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a feminist. Uh, let's go to this. I'm never. I love children. I love children. I'm just never gonna have one because no one pays me 20 bucks an hour to hang out with them. <laughs> Except for the people that I nanny for now. So like, why would I birth a child and get fat and have my hips spread? If I get, no one pays you 20 bucks an hour to be a mom. Fucking sucks. And normal people are bad parents. Have you guys seen bad parents? You've seen them, right? I see them everywhere. I'm a nanny, so I have a unique perspective in that I'm a great parent all the time because they pay me. And so when I see bad parenting, I get to call them out, ha, on the Bart. Yeah. Uh, I saw a parent with a, a double bob. No one knows what that means. It's a big $700 stroller uh, for children, but there were two four-year-olds in it, and each of them was looking at their own iPhone on, with a different cartoon. And I was like, you're on vacation. Hang out with your kids, assholes. You have two hands. You have one hand and the other hand. People are dicks. No, absolutely. People shouldn't be parents. Like, I should be a parent, and I'm an alcoholic, so I'm not going to be a parent, right? Because I'm a responsible adult. Because I'm not... I don't want to have a kid, because it's going to make me do some things, like have some tools uh, so that I can drill some holes in my boyfriend's car while I'm hanging out at the bar. You know what I mean? You just put the baby in the trunk with, like, a, a little, little sleeping bag. It's going to be fine, right? Baby's fine. Yeah, don't let it hit, hurt itself. I mean, as long as it not, doesn't have epilepsy, it's not gonna choke on its own tongue. Put it in the trunk with like a fucking sleeping bag. We're cool. It can breathe. It's a baby. Who fucking cares? I don't want the baby. Oh, oh, you're all up in my uterus. Oh, the pain. I can't handle it. What's going on? My period cramps are so bad. No, no, the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Ow! Ow! I'm a 41-year-old woman and I can't decide if I want to have kids or not. I'm an alcoholic. I don't want to have kids. You don't want me to have kids. You make me have a kid. When it's four, it's still going to be a runner, right? Like it has like that little thing. Like it has the little leash on it. It wants to run into traffic because it wants to die because it knows I hate it, right? Like, like no, don't go into traffic. Like it, when it's six, you know, it, it, uh, it, it's still a biter, you know, in class. Arr, biting other children. Not my problem. I didn't want this kid. I didn't want the biter kid, right? Uh, at eight, uh, it's in like third grade, and I have to go into some weird like parent-teacher conference where they're like, hey, um, your child told us that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I don't want this kid. What are we doing? I don't, what are we doing here? Uh, at 11, it finally starts smoking the dupes, and I'm like, we can talk about something. I love weed. Let's talk about CBDs and THCs and all the cannabinoids. It's great. Uh, and then at 14, it starts doing ketamine, and I'm like, who's your dealer? <laughs> I'm like, where are you getting ketamine? I'm, my ex-husband is a veterinarian, and I can't get ketamine. You're getting ketamine? fucking little shit and then at, at 15 it starts uh, doing the coke which immediately turns into crack which then definitely turns into meth and at 17 it dies of a speedball of course heroin meth dies and I'm like 17 years old 
That's the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. A 17-year late-term abortion? That was your choice, America. Seriously, the four times you put that kid through rehab, not my choice. Didn't want to have it. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Your expense. Thanks, America. <laughs> Abortion's cool. Yay! Seriously, I'm a 41-year-old woman. If you made me have a baby, I don't... Who wants to have an autistic baby at this point? Like, really, everybody, raise your hand if you want an autistic baby. Stefan Massey, are you still here? No, sorry. I, I, no, I'm sorry. That's a terrible thing. Uh, I'm an asshole. Absolutely. No, uh... <laughs> 